Hello, friends. Welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. My name is Eric Clowery. Why is it so hard for us to be vulnerable, especially when it comes to those that we care about the most? Partners, children, family, even close friends. If these are the people that we're the closest to, why are we so afraid to be ourselves around them? In this week's episode, we'll talk about vulnerability and the real you. One of the hardest things in this world is to be vulnerable around other people, to show people the messy, honest, truest parts of ourselves. And why is this? Why are we so often afraid to be ourselves around those that we consider the closest to us? I mean, if these are the people that are the most important in our lives, why do we feel like we need to protect ourselves and not share the deepest, darkest, and most intimate parts of ourselves? Marcus Aurelius said, I've often wondered how it is that every man loves himself more than all the rest of men, but yet sets less value on his own opinions of himself than the opinions of others. Now, I've talked about this quote before on here with regards to worrying about the opinions of others, but I want to talk more about the opinions of ourselves. A few weeks ago, I was discussing the idea of identity with a good friend of mine. He's kind of struggling at the moment with figuring out who he is and who he wants to be. Basically, like a lot of us, he's going through a midlife crisis. And when we were talking about this, he talked about letting go of all the expectations that were heaped upon him by his family and his church growing up. And he feels a bit lost because for so much of his life, he's lived with kind of a mask or an identity of who he felt like he was supposed to be that wasn't ever really him. And over the past few years, he's been shedding a lot of those ideas and beliefs and He said basically that he knows who he isn't, but he's not sure who he is. Just like a lot of people when they suffer a job loss or a divorce or other kinds of loss, often find themselves lost as a core piece of their identity is gone. And he's struggling through this difficult process of self-exploration. and is finding it both exciting and incredibly scary at the same time. Exciting because he's exploring the world and finally beginning to piece together who he is and to make choices of who he wants to be. But it's also extremely scary because the identity that he's built up is no longer reflective of who he truly is. And this idea really struck me that when we hold on so tightly to an identity of who we think we are, it makes it really difficult to become who we want to be. When we've built up this identity and presented this idea, this mask of who we are to the world, when we find discrepancies with that identity, we'll often try to defend it because it's who we think we are. And I think this holding onto this identity, the ego, is the root of why being vulnerable is so scary. Because a lot of this identity is created from expectations that we think other people, especially those that we love, have about us. And whether or not these have been explicitly communicated, I think that many of us feel like we're supposed to behave a certain way and do things a certain way. And we're afraid that if they knew that we weren't really this person that we present to the world, then they might not love us. They might reject us. They might see how deeply flawed we truly are. But the thing is, is that we judge ourselves more harshly than those around us. We think that they notice every flaw that they count every mistake, and that they're keeping a tally of every fuck-up that we make. But the truth is, they don't. I think most people are too busy with their own thinking and their own business to pay attention to somebody else that much. 
And if they are paying attention to someone that much and keeping a tally like that, then they're not the kind of people that we want to be around. If their love and acceptance is conditional, they probably aren't the people that you want to spend time with. Epictetus said, Above all, keep a close watch on this, that you are never so tied to your former acquaintances and friends that you are pulled down to their level. If you don't, you'll be ruined. You must choose whether to be loved by these friends and remain the same person, or to become a better person at the cost of those friends. If you try to have it both ways, you will neither make progress nor keep what you once had. What would happen if you were just unapologetically yourself? What if you didn't hold on to your identity of who you think you are so tightly? This is kind of a scary proposition. I mean, I know in my own life that I often find it difficult to admit what I truly think or feel about something for fear of being rejected by friends and loved ones. Sometimes I'm afraid to even admit it to myself. But we should be open to the idea that being truly ourselves may mean that we need to change our lives. We may need to end friendships. In some instances, we may need to end very intimate relationships. We may get divorced. And that's really scary because that means a lot of change. But I think that we sometimes will hold on to these identities a lot longer than they're useful and often to the point where they start damaging ourselves and damaging our relationships. I mean, I've seen friends stay in relationships that were not working just because they were afraid of change. I mean, I've done this myself. But living your life as someone else means that you may get to the end of your life and you never really lived. Brene Brown is a social scientist and researcher, and she's delved into the area of vulnerability really, really deeply and written some great books about the sense of shame that we internalize, which keeps us from loving and being okay with the person that we truly are. And it's this fear of rejection and this sense of shame that others may judge us that makes it so hard for us to share that deeper side of us. She says, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. What if we could just own our flaws and recognize them as just a fact, that they are simply an attribute of who we are at this moment? How much more confident could we be in our life if we could just accept who we are? And I think that the first step to being vulnerable with those that we love is to be vulnerable with ourselves and to love ourselves. And I know that sounds all kinds of new agey, but I think that there's a lot of truth in this. I mean, if we don't like and accept ourselves, then it's going to be hard for us to accept that others can like and accept us. Now, self-acceptance doesn't mean that when we make a mistake that we give ourselves a free pass. I think that's much more about self-delusion and not taking responsibility. But what I'm proposing is that we shine a light on our flaws and own them. That when we do that, we can take away the shame of our flaws. To me, I see self-love as the shame killer. The more that we can accept ourselves and we can see ourselves as we truly are, the easier it will be to be forgiving and accepting of others. Brene Brown also said, Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. I want you to take some time this week and write down some of the uncomfortable and scary thoughts that you have running around in the back of your mind. Things that you're afraid that if others knew about you, that they may not like you things that you're afraid of addressing because you're afraid of where those thoughts might take you. 
And I want you to take some time and just sit with those thoughts and practice being okay with them. And if you can look at them without judgment, that they're just facts about you, and you can admit those truths to yourself, because I think that we all lie to ourselves to some degree. We gloss over the uncomfortable parts of ourselves, the dark parts of us, because we want to present this beautiful picture to the world. And we're scared of what others might think if they knew the dark parts of us. And I know that we all want to look like we have it all together. And it's okay if we don't. And I don't think anybody really does. I think everybody has some area of life that they struggle with. And the thing is, is that after we put those things down and we sit with them for a while, we often find out that those things really aren't so bad once they're put down on paper. They are much scarier and darker in our heads. And getting them out on paper is kind of like shining a light on a shadow. It's not nearly as big and scary as we made it out to be. Owning who you are is a very uncomfortable thing. It means that you have to accept that you are full of flaws and that you aren't nearly as great as you want others to think you are. It also means that you let other people down sometimes. And it means making choices that may shake the very core of who you think you are. It also means that those closest to you may not recognize who you really are. But if they only see the person that you pretend to be, do they really love the real you? Why not give them the chance to know the real you? Why not give yourself the chance to know the real you? And that's the Stoic Coffee Break for today. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, I would really appreciate if you could help support me by making a pledge on Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash stoiccoffee. Even just a small amount helps in keeping this podcast going. Also, head on over to my website at www.stoic.coffee and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And lastly, if you know someone that might like or could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.